Welcome back to the Dance Coach Playbook. I'm your host, Coach GK, and I'm joined by my co-host, Madeline. Today, we're opening up our playbook to page four. This episode is going to feature a fun conversation about overcoming adversity. We think this is extremely important to talk about, obviously because of the current state of where we are as a nation, as as a world. However, um, there is a lot of adversity we overcome yearly, regardless of what's going on in the world. And then also, this isn't just true of, of dance teams. This is something that we feel like would be beneficial for all people to hear and to think about when being met with adversity and how to move forward and just some touch points on what we've done to push through, get past, overcome, work through moments of adversity. And we're excited to share some examples with you as well as some tips on how we feel like we've been able to be successful in it and also where we're still working on it. For sure. And and hopefully by the end of the episode, you'll find that sometimes it's not just overcoming the adversity, but it's actually finding some beauty in it. Living in it in the moment and taking a look around and appreciating the process. That's actually one of my favorite parts of coaching when we get to the end of the year and we're able to look back and reflect on the most important parts of our season. They usually have to do with a roadblock or have to do with us having to pull together and get through something together. And that's creating moments and creating relationships and um, really growing and connecting together as humans, as well as just making some some fun memories to look back and kind of laugh on a little bit and and enjoy together. Those are those are the parts that I feel like our athletes always look back on and talk about at the end of the year, but then also for years to come when they come back for homecoming or when people are messaging each other and and talking about those times when, remember when, do you remember that story of, or have you heard the story of, um, that the alumni will talk to the current athletes? So because that's such a big part of what we do as coaches, and obviously it's a big part of just the human condition, we think it would be really great to talk about today. Let's jump in. Before we begin, let's ask, what is adversity? Hey, Siri. Hmm? Define adversity. Adversity means... Difficulties, misfortune. <laughs> Thanks, Siri. Thanks, Siri. <laughs> we want to cover maybe a couple moments of adversity we've had during our time coaching. And perhaps there are some moments that you can relate to as well in these moments. So, Madeline, do you want to start? <laughs> sure. The first one that comes to mind for me was my first year of coaching. I was taking my dance team to Daytona for the first time for NDA Nationals. I had competed NDA Nationals once before, but I competed at an NAIA school. So that was where I did most of my national competitions when I was a collegiate athlete. So I was pretty unfamiliar with the whole NDA scene and the rules and regulations. And while I was super proud of my team, (laughs) we had a great time and it it was awesome. We got our score sheets back and our routine was 15 seconds too long. So not only, you know, obviously did that come with deductions and everything like that, but the dancers were looking at me a little sideways (laughs) because they would have been 15 seconds less tired if I had maybe just reached out and asked some questions and all of that and done done all of that stuff. So So how did you handle that in the moment? Oh, gosh. Well, 
there was a lot to celebrate despite where we placed. And I think it was a lot more just about the experience than anything else. I mean, it was hard. I, I definitely went straight into like a blame game with myself. Mm -hmm. I did a lot of obviously feeling a lot of responsibility for that and, and feeling like I could have obviously done, done my part in avoiding that. But yeah, I, I definitely went into a little bit of a shame spiral, if mm -hmm. you will, yeah. about just what I could have done differently and, right. and done better. So that was the, the first thing that came to my mind. Yeah, I know. I think that definitely probably happens as coaches when we're the one in charge mm -hmm. and it is mm -hmm. difficult to know all of the pieces and then be the one responsible for having all of the answers at the end of the day as well. Uh, for me, like looking back on some fun moments of adversity, uh, the team I'm currently on, there was, there was a year where it was, it was, there was just felt like there was a lot of moments where there was adversity to the point that one of my athletes would like sing the word adversity. So now, even now, every now and then there's like an adversity moment where we sing it when it pops up. Um, however, there's, there was one year in particular where um, we traveled to a tournament over Christmas break. And while we were gone, I got a phone call from my student worker saying that she had gone into the office to um, continue rhinestoning costumes for nationals as we do over Christmas break. And someone had come in somehow onto campus over um, over the night and had stolen half of our jazz costumes. Oh and like, I didn't believe it at first. I was just so shocked. Like how, number one, how could this happen? And then number two, oh my gosh, we have how many days left to right. figure out a solution and what are we ordering to replace and how can we get it here and how, how quickly can we make this happen? And um, just really like wheels spinning on, on how to get this done in time and in a way that still doesn't distract from what we were doing out on the floor, you know, that kind of took away from our energy on getting a dance clean. Suddenly we didn't have anything to wear and we were digging through old costumes. Like, do we have old costumes we could wear yes. and make happen? Um, yes. So that was, that was definitely a big one that I was just kind of like floored on and, and, and stuck finding a solution at that moment. So, um, but obviously there's smaller things too. So last minute changes to scheduling. I know that that can be kind of put you into a tailspin. I feel like a little bit as a coach, um, Injuries or ineligibility can change numbers on the floor, spots at a game or um, in a competition. Sometimes when you have big ideas or big dreams and goals for your team and administration maybe doesn't have a whole lot of knowledge or understanding about that and that's met with resistance, that can be sort of defeating in the moment for sure. Um, I'm just thinking like like music-wise, we've all had like music <laughs> issues that oh, have yes. happened, right? Like oh, audio, yes. audio moments, or even if, if your music is coming from, from the band, maybe you've practiced to a recording that's not at the same tempo that's being played. And, um, that can be kind of a surprise in the moment and, and how to handle, how to handle really anytime an audio, an audio thing happens or, or a prop situation, um, happens, especially as, as pertaining to like travel, if something gets left behind oh, at gosh. home while you're gone. I just picture so many coaches right now, just nodding their heads, <laughs> listening <laughs> to all of those moments or, um, an athlete gets injured like mid game or mid performance and, and how to pull through on that. I know that everyone has experienced that at mm -hmm. some level. Um, yeah, I think there's, I mean, there's, there's a lot of things to look at. And, and I think the one thing that we are all feeling right now uh, the adversity that comes with handling this pandemic and how we are moving forward 
or not moving forward due to the adversity that's being caused um, due to the restrictions and obviously um, the desire to keep our athletes safe um, personally and then also just the restrictions given to us by um, the authorities in the area and our administration and our schools. So um, when we, <laughs> for us personally, when when the pandemic hit and when the, the switch got flipped for us, mm -hmm. we were literally lined up. We we're at our, our conference, the our basketball conference tournament and ready to run out on the floor, like literally waiting. Yeah. Yep. In Vegas, mm -hmm. just gotten off the bus, four hour mm -hmm. drive. Mm -hmm. Dancers are all ready. Mm -hmm cheers with us band mm -hmm. i like look over and the band director's literally like snapping his fingers getting mm -hmm. the tempo ready for the song that he's about to play he's on a headset like making eye contact literally ready to start the fight song or start his first song and um and it just stopped like literally it was like life came to a screeching halt and i'm sure that everyone's got a similar story whether that's you know like a dance thing or any sport or really just kind of life in general came mm -hmm. screeching screeching to a halt in that moment. And um, that's that has definitely created a lot of moments of adversity to to work through and to work on and to just really take a look at and see how we're handling it as individuals, how we are setting our teams up to handle adversity, regardless yes. of how big or small, um, just to be successful outside of even our sport. Now that we've identified some examples of adversity in our experience that hopefully you've been able to relate to as well. Not that we wish that on you, but we want you to be able to feel what we're saying, pick up what we're putting down. <laughs> um, now we're going to chat about just some different ways that we work through that stuff and different ways that we definitely a choice, um, ways that we choose to look at it and work through it and respond. I think one of the ways that we have, well, first of all, I mean, adversity happens and in those moments, there's there's quick moments that it's a little bit less heavy in. However, there's some heavy moments where it is appropriate to address the feelings that are attached to it and maybe mourn a little bit of the loss of what you thought <laughs> was, was gonna be the way things go. And that's, I think, very valid and very fair and very necessary very human very human um to ignore it and just push past as positive patty is not actually <laughs> a solution that's that just means you're going to deal with it a little bit later right down the road however like taking a look at the moment when you're in the moment and finding the peace in it and not letting the emotions carry you away and being able to look around and objectively notice what's going on is really valuable. And I think that's something that we've worked really hard on, um, just the two of us together as we work together since March on really examining it, choosing where we can make some decisions, choosing where we need to surrender into what it is mm -hmm. and, and then move forward um, in a positive way. And a lot of times the positive does have to be a choice because it doesn't come naturally. Um, in those in those moments where you're you're feeling disappointed or you're frustrated or you've you've planned hard for something and it's not going the way you had anticipated. So I think one of the one of the things that we have really kind of enjoyed, I know that sounds a little dark, however really enjoyed in it is that it's caused us to really stop and take a look around and 
learn some things that we maybe would have not learned had we just been going along our regular year and and been on the ride and just continue to do what we've always done or done something similar to it. Mm-hmm. And this has really given us an opportunity. And I'm sure everyone's seeing opportunities in their life now, I think a little bit now into now into October, November, we are getting a chance to kind of look around and see the positives that are coming out of taking the pause and looking around and um, making some changes that um, we maybe wouldn't have made otherwise and, and getting to experience that. Um, I think another part is really being aware of like controlling the controllables. There's parts of it that we do still have a voice in and there's parts of it that we don't and putting to rest the areas that we can control and, and identifying the areas in which we do have some choices and some power in and then stepping into those and moving forward, whether those are going to be successful or not, at least giving it a try and not giving up and giving into it. Um, I think that there it, there it is possible to become a little bit of a victim to it. And we have been talking about being a victim being versus being responsible mm-hmm. in each of those moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think especially when we're dealing with something that is out of our control, it's really easy and I'm, again, I'm going to say human in that moment to say, why is this happening to us? You know, how could this happen? What are we going to do? And that can be super overwhelming and defeating. And that's where I think the decision-making process comes in. And we are super blessed to have each other in holding each other accountable, even in that way of when that does start to happen, like it's really, I mean, we're just so blessed to have another voice to check us on that and just remind each other that even in those situations where it feels like there's nothing we can do and it's just, everything is bad and sad and (laughs) lost there. While we maybe can't control that, we can control how we see it. Mm -hmm. So even when all of the things are seeming so terrible, like really they're just things and Mm -hmm. events that are happening and we still get a choice even in those surreal moments to decide how we respond and decide how we talk to our athletes Mm -hmm. about what's going on and how we present the situations to them and how we either create opportunities moving forward that may look a little bit different and feel a little bit scary and be risky and that are going to require us to be bold and ask questions, maybe ask for things that we now need that maybe we didn't need before. There's a lot of scary that goes into that, but that's, that's an opportunity. Yeah. It's a little exhilarating (laughs) actually, you know, to be like, Ooh, this is going to be new. I think, I mean, something that I've kind of joked about the past several years is that, um, being at a, at a university that's growing quickly, it's mm-hmm. been a little bit like being a rookie every single year in some way. Something's new, you know, like we're a younger program and so things get to be new every year. There's just a lot new this year. And so taking advantage of of the new and getting kind of excited about some some new stuff and seeing where that goes versus um, versus only being sad about the loss of things that we we used to have or, or had the way we thought that was going to go. So um 
yeah, I think celebrating, celebrating the stuff that we can get to do is fun. I mean, there's a lot of things we have within our power as dance teams, um, the team building aspects and the connecting to humans. We're finding that's, I mean, everyone's finding that that's so important. And there's a little bit of a blessing in that when we're we're sick of technology and we're sick of only having practices over Zoom to be like, okay, we want to step away from technology. We want to step away from that, that disconnect um, and find ways to humanly connect with one another, even though we can't maybe physically be in the same space together, or physically touch or be six feet away or whatever that <laughs> is. There is still ways to put each other first and make mm -hmm. each other um, the priority. And if anyone has been on a team before, yes, we love our sport and we're passionate about it, but the things that you hold on to are the relationships that you made. And that's something we definitely have the power to control within, um, regardless of, of what we are allowed to do um, for our sport as it is. Yeah, that's something I learned from GK from the beginning, just something that I was hearing her say over and over again was that relationships get better they get stronger and they get deeper when people survive something together <laughs> so you know some of that really really good stuff that we're able to get into now and those bonds that we share and the experiences that we've had really couldn't be possible if everything were going exactly to plan yeah i mean i've got i'm sure i've got alumni who are listening to this <laughs> that it can identify those moments that pulled us together. I mean, when the whole team got stuck on an elevator at nationals, our first year competing nationals, like we, like these women that are like grown women with families. Now we still laugh about those moments. Um, or, I mean, just like trips we've been on and just things have been crazy and silly. Or, I mean, we, we traveled to Kenya all together one year and just all the, all the things you have to go through to travel to Kenya together. You know, there's just so many pieces that definitely regardless of, what you're doing in your sport, like definitely pull you together and and create lifelong relationships. And that's um, that at the end of the day is is really just one of the most important parts. And not only just like as a team and as a coach, however, that's going to be what really supports your athletes to go on um, in their adult life is learning how to overcome adversity, identify the areas that are the most important and stay connected to the people around you who are your support system. We talk about leaning into support a lot and um, asking for support and asking questions. I feel like this pandemic has given us so many opportunities to reach out to other people. Uh, I just, within the dance community, I'm sure if you're a dance teacher or a dance coach, you've seen it too, just the amount of conversations going on in group chats. And I've had more conversations this past year or this, you know, during this pandemic with high school coaches and other college coaches than I literally ever have before. And it's because we're, we're, we're going through something, you know, we're bonding together through, through that moment of adversity and building community. And if that's, if that's what comes out of this, that's a huge win for us as coaches is being able mm -hmm. to connect with other coaches. Mm -hmm. You've heard us weekly talk about the author, John Gordon, and perhaps you follow him on social media. He always has some amazing tidbits of information. And one of the things that he talks about in several of his books is the idea of feeding the positive dog, um, meaning that whatever it is that you think about, you spend your thoughts on, you spend your words on is the is going to be the dominant dog in that situation. If you're feeding the mean dog, the sad dog, the angry dog, of course, that dog is going to, you know, become the prominent um, dog, if you will, in your life. However, feeding the positive dog 
even when it's not easy, it's going to become, you know, it's going to become your pet. It's going to become your, your go-to. So um, I think as coaches, if that is not easy to do in a given situation for me, when I'm struggling with an area and I'm, and I feel like how I'm feeling is starting to reflect on the team, you know, that's what happens, how you feel, how you act. You just start to see it mirrored back at you from your athletes. And um, I think one really great way to combat that in yourself and to really feed the positive dog is to develop some activities that you can lead your team through that are going to encourage the behavior that you also want to be doing. And I, and I think that's because if you want to learn something, what's the best way to learn a concept? It's to teach the concept, right? To become the expert in it, to lead, um, to lead students through it, to lead your athletes through it. And that's ultimately going to make you an expert in that area. So there's a, a lot of different team building activities that could look like. I mean, really just speaking truth and life into your teammates is going to take the weight off any negative thoughts that you have and just create that positive culture. And that's going to be contagious. And it also has to be a choice. We've talked about choice a couple times during this podcast so far. And being positive in a difficult situation is not easy. It definitely requires making a decision in that way. So being solution oriented, when you are finding yourself in a complex situation to take a step back and look at different pathways into creating solutions um, is going to is going to help with that that positivity. And it's not just like we said, not sunshine and roses, not just plastering on a smile, even though sometimes that is the solution for the day mm -hmm. is, is to get through it in that way. I think just choosing to be positive, taking a deep breath, walking into practice saying, all right, guys, let's go. Um, we've talked on our team about obviously get to versus have to. And now we're talking about like a step above get to, which would be um, be excited to and choosing the excitement at the beginning of the day, beginning of a practice, it alters the situation, alters you and definitely alters the environment. And ultimately we have that power and that voice to be leaders in that way on our teams. And it's our responsibility. If we want them to reflect that in the way they treat one another and how they, um, how they move forward into their practice and how they think about themselves, it needs to start with us and, and, and being intentional. It's not just going to magically happen. Mm -hmm. And I think even when it does feel impossible, speaking it and bringing it to life in that way makes it real. Mm -hmm. And even if maybe it's not truly how you're feeling in that moment is excited, being excited and choosing to be excited and then taking it a step further and, and being excited out loud to the other people in the room makes it real. And not only does it make it real, but I think it kind of dispels the fear associated with it. When we're, when we have faith and excitement in maybe something, even if it's new and scary and bold, if we're excited about it, instead of being afraid of it or mm -hmm. feeling obligated to do it or whatever, just seeing it as an exciting fun opportunity makes it real. Yeah. Just saying yes. I mean, how many times mm -hmm. have people said, just say yes, just mm -hmm. step into it. Even if you're unsure, what's the worst that's going to happen? You're going to fail. And then what? You're going to learn from that. And if there is failure, 
like really so what what do you lose in that moment i think that that's something that um something that we need to be like ready for and to teach our teach our students and our athletes in and and that's something that's not easy for us as coaches mm -hmm. either like just because we're in front of the room or we've got the clipboard or whatever it is like it does not mean that we have all the answers or, or the or the solutions and it doesn't mean that there's not going to be failure and i think being willing to be bold and trying something new and to put yourself out there in a scary way is is the way we're going to move through this yes. and um, no, this year doesn't look like other years. It looks different. And saying that, oh, it's just not going to happen, I guess it's just not going to look the way it has before, is one way to react to it. However, there's a lot of other ways. And to be solution-oriented and to look around at other options is, I think, the way that we're all going to have to move forward. And I'm seeing a lot of teams do it, which is exciting. I get fed by that when I can see other teams being solution oriented for what what they have going on with their sports. We don't I don't have football right now. And so looking at football schools and handling the handling football the way they have, I'm like, OK, like we can do something similar at our school as well. And and it's exciting. It's an exciting time. And there's going to be some some great things that are going to stick around oh, yeah. after this pandemic that we're going to like because they're, they look different and they and they're more fun and they're exciting and it makes it more accessible maybe than what we've been previously. Some of you have been asking how we have handled doing a lot of our activities virtually and using different resources to make our tryouts happen, our clinics, how we're handling practices. And so we wanted to give a couple minutes of time to this episode about um, talking through how that's worked for us. And then we also just kind of want to give a little um, preview into a separate episode we'll do in the future that we'll talk a little bit more in detail about what that looks like for tryouts for us, what worked last year and what we're planning on moving forward with for next year as well. So I think one of the things that we have found successful this year has been um, our virtual clinics. For us at our university right now, we are not allowed to have, and I know this is true of other schools as well, both at the high school level and the university level, um, not having guests on our campus or in our practice spaces just yet. And so having virtual clinics has been really important for us. Our clinics are a big, not only recruiting tool, gives us a chance to see uh, prospective athletes, gives dancers a chance to just dance. You know, sometimes that's that's how people are getting to dance right now and getting to move, getting a little peek at who we are as a team. We feel like our clinics are a good place for um, prospective athletes to just meet some teammates and see if they see themselves on, on their team as well. So that's really how we structured our clinics this year. We've pre-recorded material. We send out pre-recorded material a few days before the Zoomed clinic so that the dancers have some time to learn the material on their own from a video, which we understand is tricky. As dancers, we get it too. It's not real easy to learn off a video all the time. However, um, that's where the zoomed in clinic happens on like a Saturday and an open available day is then we zoom in together. The um, we dancers review the material, answer questions, move into breakout rooms, get specific and very detailed feedback, mm -hmm. come back together and perform probably very similarly to how a lot of teams are running rehearsals right now and learning material. It's just worked well clinic wise for us. And that gives us the time to have some FaceTime 
one-on-one -on -one for Q&A. It gives us a chance to get to meet some athletes. It also gives them a chance to go to multiple clinics. So something that was an issue in the past was if someone is from out of state or they've got a conflict within their schedule on that day, this really does allow for for dancers to take multiple clinics um, and and to zoom in and to and to get more material, get some more face time with the coach, get more get to meet more of the the current athletes, and it's actually been it's been a really fun solution for us. We've mm -hmm. been able to make it work in that in the clinic space. It's really just the few dancers that are currently on our team plus us coaches helping run it from the Zoom side, and then obviously the dancers coming in and zooming in on their own. Um, something else that's worked really well for us given our new Zooming technology is if dancers are out for any reason. Meaning that practice is, they can Zoom into practice. So if they are out ill, if there's ineligibility, if they're having to travel and then quarantine after travel, getting the chance to Zoom into practice. I guess probably Zoom existed prior to um, the pandemic. However, it's really allowed us to keep connected with those athletes while they're not eligible to be at practice, it does allow us to have some distance and and to move forward in a healthy and safe and um, still practical manner so that they're still staying connected even during that time. We also utilized Zoom over the summer with camps. So again, it was kind of a situation where we were told, no, that's not gonna happen traditionally. I mean, obviously we weren't able to travel to camp, but even bringing, bringing some instructors in when that became sort of a challenge it was like okay well well what can we do so we were able to get our dancers you know it came with a lot of communication with the medical staff and figuring out what those protocols are with our athletic trainer and um, the NCAA medical side of things um, but once we got all that stuff figured out we were able to zoom in instructors who were who gave us some really incredible choreography to use whether they're done at games this year or they're recorded and shared out um, that was just another way that we were able to get the dancers some material and get them together over the summer to have maybe not the same experience, but still something similar and, and super beneficial. Right. And even even the dancers we work, we were able to get some of them cleared medically to be on campus, to be to be live together. But for the, the majority of our out of state, a majority of our teams from out of state. And so the majority of them were able to zoom in and still and still learn. And that was a great learning experience, I think, on how to. Um, be professional on, you know, on a virtual basis as well. So there was a lot of learning that happened through it. And we're just so grateful for um, our camp instructors and, and, and the camp process that allowed us to set something up like that to have a semblance of a camp. I mean, as dance team coaches, you if you go to camp, you know how important that is for the athletes, for yourself. That's when the team gets to know each other. And and having a version of that in, in place, definitely, I just, I feel like helps set the the tone for our season as well as get dancers moving together and learning the same material together and experiencing like a challenge, right? We've talked about like overcoming adversity really does does build something together. And that was there was a learning curve right there and figuring out together was fun. It was it was fun for GK and I too. We joke we joke around a lot lately, especially about <laughs> being uh, you know, coaches, we wear a lot of hats and we have our hands in a lot of different things. And this year we have had our hands on the keyboard and <laughs> figuring out audio settings and video settings. And we are like a little tech crew on the side. So we're, we're learning in that way too. A lot of stuff that like GK said, we're probably going to end up utilizing in the future 
uh, even when some of these barriers don't exist because they've they've been fun to learn and, and pretty beneficial. Right. The video and, and audio capabilities are just phenomenal nowadays and uh -huh. they're getting better and better. And it is fun um, to, to be able to to use some of that like in a, in a new way. It's kind of exciting. It's like learning. It's like learning something new and a shiny new bicycle a little bit. So that's been exciting. And even today. Today we zoomed in our national chore nationals choreographer in for um, a couple hours. She's been willing to do that with us, and that's just giving us a little preface to what our nationals choreography is going to look like now that we've got nationals in our in our season back again. And well, we've reached the end of page four. We hope through this episode you've really been able to, at minimum be able to identify the silver lining in adversity, are able to feed the positive dog when adversity does arise, really control the controllables, what's in your hands, and ultimately choose. Make the choices in that situation that are going to move you in the direction that you want to move in. Yes. As always, we appreciate you being here and we love that you're here. We love that you're here. Please feel free to, again, follow us on social media, the Dance Coach Playbook. We would also love some feedback from you. We'd love some ideas from you. The yes. ideas that are pouring in are absolutely invaluable to us, and we're excited to move forward with those ideas. So keep sending them our way, and, and we look forward to future episodes. Keep being the light. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye-bye.